Good evening and welcome back to the weekly review. After having the only Friday off for almost 15 months last week, and there was a good reason for that, Scotland was playing England. <laughs> there are some things, don't you think, guys? Some things where you know that you're not going to win the audience, you're not going to win the ratings, you might as well give in and join the group, don't you think? <laughs> well, you can't beat him, join him. I, I joined them. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, welcome to everyone listening in to Sanctuary First this, this evening. This is the Friday Night Review. I'm Albert Bogle and I've got with me two of our regular panel members, uh, Laura Dygan and James Cathcart. Hello. Hi there. And it's great to have you guys with us. And tonight we're going to kind of do a roundup because we're coming to the sense in which we've completed 15 months of Friday Night Reviews yeah. without a break. And many of us have been here on every week. And uh, so we're looking back and seeing what we've achieved. And then we're thinking we might just take a little rest during July. So we're setting you up, audience out there, we might not be around in July, but we will be back in August with something completely new and different, but still kind of Friday night reviewish. Season two. Season, Season two. two, yes. The comeback special. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so listen, uh, yeah, so it'd be good just to uh, think back. When we started this off 15 months ago, what was the world like? Oh. <laughs> oh my god! It was before. It was before the pandemic. It was. Remember that? That's right. Yes, it was. Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's maybe even it's more than fifteen months ago. Uh, and I think uh, we actually yeah. thought it won't last very long. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I actually remember Albert. I remember you. Um, this would have been the kind of December Advent time, being like, "Oh yeah, we'll just get some people together on a Friday night. It'll just work." And I'm like, mm, I don't really know. I don't know if people will be up for that. And you're like, "No, no, no, man. We'll, we'll get some people together, and it'll be good." And Ian, Ian's just written for us. We'll get Ian on. Ian's always a laugh. We'll get. Oh, it'll be good. <laughs> and I was like, "Okay." And then here we are. You know, like that is probably like a year and a half, actually. I think it is. Yeah, it is really. And it's been fun. There's been highs and lows and sideways and everything. It's been great. And there's I'm been so... some really special kind of tingly God moments in it all as well, hasn't there? It's uh, uh, when you when you kind of least expect it. Because that's what I really like is it's like you have this kind of, you know, we've got some hilarity, you know, and it seems as if it might be a wee bit vacuous and then suddenly it takes this deep dive. And <laughs> you know, kind of territory that's like, oh, oh, yes, we're getting in the zone here. And Absolutely. sits and lingers and, oh, it's just beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, and some of it is to do, it is to do with realising that the Holy Spirit, the presence of God can be with us, even although we're not in the same room. Mm. Yes. You know, yeah. and, and people are looking in from different parts of the world at different times, but it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And, um, you know, there is a whole new understanding for us in, in Christian ministry uh, through this technology, this gift, which is uh, not simply man-made, but it's part of the creation. We're using the, we're using the tools of the creation 
Hey guys, what do you think of this, uh, the, the dawning of the cosmos, the stuff that the scientists have discovered this week? Have you, have you been reading that, the dawning oh, of the cosmos? Yes, uh-huh, and like we can like look, we're like we will be able to see by, back, back. Right back, right back. back. 13.5 billion years ago, they're saying that's when God said, let there be light. And there was light. But two and a half billion years before that, God said, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. For 2.5 million, the spirit of God was moving upon the face of the deep. Unbelievable. <laughs> With God, time means nothing. I know. You know, it's so exciting. The whole mystery of life itself, why we're here, the purpose of it. Mm-hmm. And do you know as well, what, what I've found, um, my mum and dad are quite interested in um, these UFO programmes and things like that. <laughs> um, but I had seen that, you know, how NASA are, um, oh no, it's not, it's the Pentagon, it's the Pentagon that are going to be releasing uh-huh. um, uh, details um, by the end of the month. Um, about um, you know, as there you know encounters that might have happened or things like that, and this you know, and I think, oh, wouldn't you know? And you, and you do think that like, these are, if there is anything anybody else out there, you know, these are God's creation too, you know. It's I know, I know. It's just amazing. Can you, can you imagine meeting someone and he's coming to say, and did Jesus come to you as well? <laughs> <laughs> There's a spin-off there, absolutely. (laughs) I just like to think that somewhere in another dimension or on another planet, there's a wee alien Ian Jimison and he's got and he's got his guitar and he's telling a story about his his um Chinese pajamas or something. (laughs) Doesn't matter where you go in the cosmos, there's an Ian there somewhere. God bless him. But, but you no, know, it, it's when you think of all this, it's the vastness of time. I mean, you're, next month you're going to be talking about this one of your themes, mm-hmm. James, you've been writing about. Next month we're going to be thinking about time. But, you know, wow. You know, I, I was watching a documentary last Sunday uh, um, on dinosaurs. And they've discovered the oldest dinosaur and the biggest dinosaur and something like 101 million years ago. This is huge dinosaur roaming the earth. Unbelievable. It's not unbelievable, but, you know, God, there's more to all this than me. God says, look, you've got a wee bit of it in the Bible, but do you know what? I couldn't tell you the whole story. Exactly. Take too long. I know, and it's that way. Take 13 billion years. <laughs> but that's like, it's like all these steps, you know, it's like, the thing is, it's like in all this, all that kind of span of time, God knew exactly what was going to happen and the steps that it needed, you know, to get, you know, you know, get like to you know, to each point. And it just, it blows your mind, doesn't it? Like that, that, that detail. You know that that God's um, God's got, and 
Oh yeah, there's more. There's more to. There's more to all this than uh, than what just we just know a wee Absolutely. Thing. You see, you think we were looking back over fifteen months or <laughs> one and a half years <laughs> on the Friday night review. <laughs> We've done pretty well so far, haven't we? We've gone back the to the very Spirit. beginning. <laughs> I know the Holy Spirit's like, well, do you really want a review? <laughs> <laughs> the Holy Spirit was hovering over the void, reviewing the waters. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it's fascinating and all this stuff about time. So I, I've been doing a bit of reading about, um, so it's this physicist, Carlo Rovelli, um, and, and his work's kind of part of what's inspired this theme. And so he's got this book, The Order of Time, and it is mad. When you start looking into time and how it works, it, it turns out that apparently we don't really know really quite what time is or how it works because there isn't this universal constant time that flows at the same rate for everyone you know yeah, gravity affects it speed affects it where you are affects it so like in this call right now there's a wee time delay between me talking or laura talking or albert talking but if we were in the same room there'd be wee time delays between us talking um and and, and so it all becomes quite strange and amorphous and so actually to take that step and think well imagine someone outside of that time outside of our human perception of time someone who can see it all the past the present and the future and that's and that's god um and so yeah it's really interesting to think what is it like to follow god day by day when god sees all days it's crazy crazy stuff so it's going to be a fun month and laura you're kicking us <coughs> off on sunday um, yes. laura's writing the first uh -huh. week of prayers um and you are captain morning so we thought it would be good to have you talking about the mornings <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, it was. Uh, it was really good to explore, um, to explore mornings and in, in time. Um, I think maybe I, I I go down a few rabbit holes, but um, you know, oh, I'll come back to time. <laughs> 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 yes. Yeah. So listen, tonight we're looking at this kind of reviewing, going back through uh, some of the big monthly themes. Can you, is there any one in particular theme that comes into your mind at the moment of all the monthly themes that's in the last 18 months? Any one particular theme that stands out for well, you? I think, well, I think for me, I often find myself um, going back to the theme uh, that was in July that we had best laid plans. Um, and one of the reasons is that I mean, no secret it is, I think, one of the best <laughs> images Jack has ever made. And I think the image of the wee mouse standing before the enormous plow, um, the kind of lino cut sort of style engraving is just fantastic. It's a great image. But also it has that kind of personal feeling, because if you remember, Albert, we'd kind of got a bit ahead in terms of planning with themes and everything. So a lot of where we were at with Sanctuary First was already um, in development before the pandemic hit. And so the themes that came before that were kind of eerily prescient in some ways. And I think the spirit was preparing us for what was coming, but we didn't know what was happening. And so best laid plans was the first time we'd kind of caught up, if you like, with the new cycle. And we were suddenly like, yeah, so what happens when mm. everything goes against your plan? <laughs> and so I find myself, so that was in July last year. I'm going back to that kind of theme that's often kind of one of the key moments when I look back over this year and a half was that moment when we because it's been a strange year year and a half for us and a really demanding one and a hard one for us personally and professionally but there has been a sense of coming together as a team and <clears throat> working out really what is our raison d'etre you know is this online ministry 
um, when people were suddenly stuck at home and on a huge scale and needing something, um, we really sort of had to band together, didn't we? And think, how do we, um, how can we be there for people? And so we tried lots of different things and, um, and it's really been, um, such an honor to see the community grow and develop through all that and to travel with us. Um, so yeah, for me, that's the, that's the theme I'd pull out. Mm -hmm. I was just, um, I was just having a wee look there. <laughs> I like how you can do this in real time. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, um, I, I remember being really, really enjoying doing the making sense, making sense of it all theme, because it, I think we actually did do quite a lot of kind of sensory things um, within our worship, mm -hmm. a few extra things like with the community. And, and I really, I really enjoyed that. Um, because that's it. It's um, because to me it highlighted, you know, just how, you know, God as you know, experiential. You know, He likes mm. to get involved in like all aspects of our life and having that journey um, with God and all, you know, through all our senses um, as we journey with Him. So I really, I really liked that one. Um, and I think that that was probably because that was, I think that might have been when we were maybe starting out the the weekly review for the first time. Because <laughs> I had to go back onto the kind of second page there if we look at that. And recently I've really enjoyed the awakening. I really like that, you know, because I really felt as if that came, because this is the thing, it's so wonderful that our themes kind of somehow miraculously follow Um you know, life and what's happening outside, just by chance. <laughs> you know, the working of the spirit, and I really like that awakening, you know, thinking about awakening, um, you know, as a as a community, as a society again, um, and just awakening in the spirit. So I really enjoyed that one as well. Yeah, looking back, I was thinking, I was just saying, we've had covered some amazing topics, you know, like some Reimagining Church, January two, two, two years ago. I have called you friends, February. In the neighborhood, and behold the man, leading up into, into that, that, our first kind of connect group material. We published the book of, of, a, of Bible study material there. Um, I've called you friends, yeah. Um, and then follow me, uh, and then bringing your kingdom in. You know, uh, the, the topics have been really, and then, you know, if you continue on that, you know, there is a Game On, which would have been, again, two years ago in July, Game On, which was, uh, again, and then Conversations with the Almighty, Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, that was a good one. That was a really interactive one as well. I really liked that one. The gift that keeps on giving. Bordering on, going to the borders, the places where we meet God in the borders, the edges of things. The inheritance of love, which was in November, thinking about how we inherit, you know, the, the, the remembering of... The, November is such a month for remembering, but remembering in order to understand our inheritance mm. uh, and what has been passed on to us. And uh, again, getting us to start thinking about who we are in Christ 
And then, of course, Grace comes to town. <laughs> Everything changes when Grace comes into town. Yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, there's that film as well about that, the film that Jack produced, mm -hmm. which was meant to be edgy, which was meant to be starting to say, we're, we're in a situation where things might not turn out as we... It was almost prophetic. We didn't know about the pandemic, mm -hmm. but that, that little film, if you get a chance to watch it, folks, go and look at it again, because it's, it's meant to be saying, you know, this is a difficult time. And people are looking for food, struggling for food, struggling for meaning. And in the midst of all this, there's this child. You know, um, mm. and then a place, a life, <clears throat> the quiet life, which I think you, you enjoyed, Laura. Yes, I enjoyed that one. And kind of weird because that was... Um... So we thought it would be quite novel to think about the idea of retreat and quiet and moving away from things. And then bang! <laughs> Didn't mean to slam a microphone there, folks. Uh, bang! Everybody's life shut down. And so everyone was sick of being quiet because we should have had loud time uh, to give people. <laughs> then we, we, we went from there to what we really need. <clears throat> what is it that we really need in our lives? And um, <clears throat> moving on to my father, the gardener, you know, and that section in the scripture, you know, in, in John chapter 15, I'm the vine and you are the branches. And then that, that brilliant little, I always thought it was a great little um, interesting logo that Jack made, Spirit of Connectivity. I think that was one of his first... <clears throat> Uh-huh. Yes, that was uh that was when we started to move on to a more bespoke images yeah, to link absolutely. into the theme. Aye. Yeah, and it's been so nice to see that over the last um uh, year and a half as well, you know, having um illustrations that um as you say were built um built wholly around these themes. Um and it's been a really nice uh kind of creative feedback loop, you know, as you see you work on material and then you see the images coming back and that gives you another idea to spin things off. And um, it's that kind of, um, yeah, feedback loop basically where you start thinking, oh yeah, that's actually, that's something I hadn't thought of or we hadn't been thinking of, but that's actually quite cool and it extends it in a new way. And um, so, yeah, so folks, you know, as, as you're listening and hearing Albert, you know, rattle through all these themes that we've done over the, over the last while, do feel free um, to dig in. Um, we've got, you know, years of stuff. Um, um, a couple of years, two or three years almost of questions and mm -hmm. um, seven, eight years, nine years, 10 years of themes. I don't know many years. Um, and then mm -hmm. there's the material as we've discussed more recently. Um, so do feel free to check it out and use it, you know, so you can follow what we're doing at the moment. So we're just finishing changes coming and we're heading into telling time. Um, but you might have heard uh, Albert say something like game on and think, what was that all about? Well, Search for it, find it, see what it was all about. It was all about sport and, and games and, and how our play can be a way of finding out more about God too. And so it might be that you run a group or do, um, you know, personal study with friends or family or whatever. And you think, actually, we want something that's interesting and thematic, but not just what's current. We want to find something that fits our group where we're at. Um, so please have a look and it's all free um, and just, just get stuck in, basically. Absolutely. And of course, out of all this has come now our development of the Connect Group material, 
which um, <clears throat> is not just the questions anymore, James, but we're ending up now offering introductory videos and a video for every, for every week, um, which again is um, <clears throat> the whole development of discipleship. Because one of our themes, people say to me, what's actually first all about? And we're passionate to get people to read the Bible. Oh, wow. Aren't we? Absolutely. Oh, <laughs> get people to read the Bible. But more than that, we're passionate to try and make the connections into everyday living. You know, um, I'm working just now, James, on, on the theme for August. And um, <clears throat> we've been thinking about the theme for August. I mean, we're back to the stories of, in the Old Testament, of King David. But, oh, what powerful stories are there, you know. Um, the August, the following one from the theme of time, we're beginning to think about um, this story, that there's that the idea of, uh, I've got ideas that people can just think about, but just, why I'm saying all this is to introduce the idea of how we do the, how it all starts off. But you know, <clears throat> the power of the story. And then, do you know the powerful story in, that we're going to look at in August is Nathan and the lamb. There you go, Miss Dagon. What do you know about Nathan and the lamb? <laughs> and Nathan comes in to tell David a story about the prophet's here, King David. Oh, is he? Yes. He's here to tell you a story about Nathan and the lamb. Oh, let me hear the story. Oh, I know. And like that's the thing. <clears throat> it's such a wake-up call for David. It's, it's actually. And he tells this amazing story. And as the story unwinds, David gets pulled right into it, doesn't he? He yep. follows it, hook, line, and sinker. And then all of it, and he says, who is this man? Where is this man? And Nathan looks and he says, you are the man. Mm -hmm. Which was really brave. Of <laughs> Absolutely. Really bold. He set, he set off a, a missile right into yes. David's heart. And David cracks at that story. So we're going to be looking at the power of the story, mm. right? And, and then something there as well, isn't there, about being able to listen, you know, to each other, you know, like your brothers and sisters in Christ, and to listen and actually, you know, to be able to take, take the challenges, you know, when people are looking at you and just maybe giving you a wee check, you know, it's because it, I, I really think that this is something that's so powerful that. Um, uh, and that's one of the reasons why I really like that story is, is because being able to have humility and, you know, just be able to be like, I, right, okay, you're, and be, be able to receive it in love. So the point is, why I'm telling you all this, I'm not going to go around the rest of it because it's such a good stuff you're going to have to. <laughs> just, it, just a teaser, Albert. That's just, just a teaser. <laughs> but the point I'm making in all of this is this. We're passionate about people reading the Bible. We're mm. passionate, like what you're saying, Laura, about linking it into everyday life. The mm -hmm. power of stories, the power of telling stories to then relate it into someone else's life, to start saying, wow, what does that mean? You know, and that, that's what the connect groups are all about. We're trying to create material that will make the Bible come alive, but will <clears throat> we'll show how this story that's in scripture is relevant and can even connect back 
13.5 billion years. <laughs> and our, our guiding principle always, um, you know, in working on these questions is not to ask questions that we know the answer to, because what's the point in doing that? And I think we've all been part of, um, whether it's at school or church or anything, we've all had those questions where like, you know, you're just to guess the right answer. And did you get the answers will be at the back of the book, you know? Yeah, so, we'll see Mark uh, really, um, you know, they've really developed over the past year. So they have, and they really enjoy this, just uh, the fact that the Connect questions, you know, allow them really to kind of, you know, have a have a ponder, you know, and that's because mm -hmm. that's what I always say, you know, there's, you know, there's no right answers here, you know, <laughs> what do you think, what do you think? And really to be able to explore and to go deep and actually sometimes to go off on a tangent, which is great. Oh, yeah. You know, because it leads you somewhere else and maybe to link it to something else that they've maybe been studying. Um, and so this is what I really love about the Connect questions is, is they're not these usual, you know, usual Bible studies. It's no, they're meant to draw you in. And they seem innocent in the beginning. Mm -hmm. But as the group works together on them, they will draw you. But more than that, the Holy Spirit will begin to draw you into so you're back into these questions like, you know, you know, what is it that's new to you? What's mm. what's been revealed to you? You know, what is it that's challenging you? Mm. What do you not understand? And you might have to live with that because it's back to living sometimes with with paradox. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and again, we need to continually be talking to people about paradox, mm -hmm. you know. Jesus never, ever said he was the answer. He said he was the way. Way, yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah that's you know, true. That's I, I, and that's, you know, so this is why we're passionate about people reading the Bible. We're passionate about the connect groups to try and make them even more valuable for people to work on the, in them for themselves, but also to share within the, the, the wider area. <clears throat> and what we've been discovering, James, is you've been discovering that some of the little sections in, in, in the Connect groups can be used in another place. Absolutely, yes. So on, on Sunday, we... Um... Uh, in the service, we had a we had a wee clip of you uh, banging on about some smelly robes, which was great. And, uh, got some good feedback on that. People were enjoying uh, Aaron and his smelly robes. Um, and uh, yeah, I just think it's really it's really great to kind of I don't know be in this place where we're saying it's okay to come to the Bible with everything, with all that you are, with all of your questions and doubts and how you feel about it. And I think for two. For too long, the Bible's often been seen, it's this, it is this incredibly important book and it's this incredibly important text, but it matters too much to treat it in a simplistic way. You know, it's so important, the Bible, and it means so much that why wouldn't we bring everything of who we are to it? Um, and so so what we're hoping with Eclipse and um, more unpacking, we're hoping to develop more of this. We're going to go away and think more about what, what other resources we could perhaps develop and, and that might be helpful for people um, to kind of continue this journey um, so that all links up um, and people can travel with it. Um, and uh, yeah, so watch this space. Watch this space. Yeah, yeah, the Connect Groups. Connect. Um, talking about Connect Groups material, I believe that you have got something coming out, a, a new piece of work. James, uh, do you want to say a little bit about your podcast that's coming up? 
Thanks, Albert. Yes, yeah, so um, so I've been working on this uh, series, a three-part series um, on mind, body, and breath. Um, and I was inspired by none other than uh, Laura, uh, because last year Laura did this fantastic uh, Christian creative series. Um, and uh, she interviewed a series of people for these kind of one-off conversations. Um, and it was this little limited run series. And I thought, oh, that's a really fun idea. I really like the idea of doing that, of spending a bit of time um, talking to some folks. So, so I've been working on this for a wee while for the past few months and, um, I've been doing yoga quite a lot. I did yoga before the pandemic, but I've been doing yoga kind of through the pandemic and chatting to my yoga instructor, um, Mark, who's this lovely guy, who's going to be one of the guests on the program. And I think for all of us, this experience of the pandemic has really made us think a lot about mind, body, and breath, <laughs> because these three things are meant to work together and they do work together to keep us alive. And yet there's this real tension as well, because often we end up we take our breath for granted. We take breaths that are too shallow or we kind of dwell on things and kind of, you know, even now I'm sitting in front of my laptop and my shoulders are all curled and everything. And so it's like, how do we actually tune into these things? And so I thought I would chat to three experts. So I've chatted to um, a physiotherapist, Claire Young, and uh, also to Amanda, minister, Amanda McQuarrie, who's um, a dear friend of Sanctuary First, and then Mark Russell my yoga instructor um and yeah we're just gonna kind of dig into this idea of mind body and breath and talk about some of the theoretical stuff but i also press them to give us some practical tips um so that people could come away with something that'll hopefully help them with each episode to tune in um to mind body and breath so we've actually got uh, a clip from the um beginning of the first episode um which we're just going to listen to now Here's the mind-body. You can approach the mind through the body or the body through the mind. But it's always this interplaying dance that goes on. Hello and welcome to the Sanctuary First podcast. I'm James Cathcart. This is the first in a three-part series I'm doing on mind body and breath. I want to take these episodes to chat to some experts and go deep, ask some existential questions and some practical ones. There'll be some theology, psychology, biology, but also some chat about toast. I love toast, but I'm getting ahead of myself. So, mind, body and breath. I am so <coughs> for this. This is right up my street, so I, so I I'm really looking forward to um, hearing from you and your guest teams. I really am. And uh, finding out what I'm on about with the toast. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you were talking about tangents before, Laura, and uh, yeah, we couldn't keep off the tangents. <laughs> we couldn't. <laughs> but you know, this whole area of Christian spirituality and Christian connection through prayer and mind and body is so important. And I think sometimes we've neglected that and we've, we've allowed other, other religious disciplines mm -hmm. to have that area. And yeah. we, we, we have so often within the church not seen and talked about the importance of this area of prayer and mind and body and how it all works together. Yeah. And even in, in the old days, you know, like 
my grandmother, when she would go to pray, she would kneel at her bed. Mm. You know, there's a there's a there's a, a physical physicality about that. Mm-hmm. You know, and sometimes we we forget about some of these ways in which and prostrating yourself or bowing in God's presence. It's all about reminding yourself of who God is. <clears throat> these simple simple acts of of, of, of prayer we've, sometimes become sloppy. We say, you can pray to God anywhere, but also we need that discipline to say, but this is my time. This is my time mm-hmm. with God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And before, um, before like, I got um, really kind of involved in the church, um, like I was, I, I, I was really quite involved in a lot of kind of more, you know, kind of spiritual things because I felt I was, you know, I was a seeker, and it's these things that are, I, I think it's like, and it, there's something in it about using your whole kind of being, mm-hmm. you know, that other other religions and I think other denominations as well, you know, other Christian denominations really, really get, um, and it was. You know, because sometimes, you know, it's like there's a, sometimes I think, and especially in, you know, kind of reformed um, Protestantism, there's a wee bit of a rigidness about us and, yeah. you know, how we conduct ourselves. And where it was like, when I started to go to the Ignatius Centre, you know, and I actually discovered that I could actually kind of, you know, amalgamate all these pieces of myself and mm-hmm. my, you know, in my Christian life together. Um, and that there was, I didn't need to separate, you know, them. I could actually, you know, I could, it, it, there's like a wholeness, you know, and especially like in Christian meditation and, um, you know, and, you know, because you, you even now get, you get Christian yoga now, you know, as well. I know yoga, some people are a wee bit, you know, they might not like it, but there's something there and, you know, using your body, you know, your whole body, um, to worship God and isn't it amazing that like I've noticed this like in the mornings you know when I like especially when you know when I go outside to pray and you go out and you just take the big you know it's the breath your yeah. breath changes changes completely and you breathe differently and it's like there's just this oh it's so peaceful and beautiful and and a, a deepness you know it's like taking that you know like the breath of God right into you um so, so I'm really excited, James. I'm See, really... absolutely. Remember what I said at the very beginning. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth, and the earth was without form and void. But the breath of God raised upon it. All comes back. It all comes back. <laughs> it all comes back. Begins and ends with the spirit of to 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 be tuned in to the spirit of God. That's 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 where it begins and ends, and and do you know something? And it starts with him as well, because it is the presence, it is the spirit of God that calls you to the place of prayer. Do you think you want to pray? Because it's something in you that you're doing. Ah uh, no, <laughs> it's, it's the spirit of God calling you. Come on, more then. <laughs> I'm calling you. Drawing you to that place, the secret place of prayer. Hmm. Manifest your glory there. And some of these old hymns, some of these hymns, these hymns that we sing, you know, um, 
you know, the Spirit of God descend upon us, mm -hmm. come descend upon us. Or even within the devotional evangelical tradition of Spirit of the Living God, fall afresh in me, where people would sing that and wait. And the trouble would be sometimes there'd be too many people wanting to tell stories to God and, and give a big long list instead of just letting this presence of the Holy Spirit that's it, just sit with you. That's it. Just that's it. Just just let's be here in the in the presence and just ah yes, beautiful. And that and that glow, isn't it? It's just that glow. And, and I think that's we need more. And people, do you know, I think if you were to ask me what is my favorite church of Scotland time for a service. Do you know what I'm going to tell you, don't you? It's not the morning. It's a Sunday evening in St Andrew's Bonnets and the sun is shining through the window and there's a calmness and a beauty. There's a peacefulness. Mm. And there's the presence of God. And you know, that's in our cuts throughout the country. Mm -hmm. oh. And we've lost... We've lost the value of evening worship. Aye, because that's always been my favourite time as well. And I used to love it when I was at View Park. And actually, whenever I would, uh, after even when I left View Park, um, my placement, and I would kind of hunger to go back just for the evening, said freedom it was called. Um, and because you'd sit and, the, you know, the lights were all down, and you know it, there was that apart for just a few lights you know just just a wee bit of color and we just sat there we'd listen to the music but there was so much time i just sitting and lingering in prayer and nobody said a word but it was so powerful because he was there it's that that song you know he is here you know you can touch him you know and it'd be like oh and you would you wouldn't want to move, you know, you, you wouldn't want, nobody would want to go. We would just all want to sit there and just be like, no, I was just sit here. And you'd come out and you were, oh, you were like a new person. It was amazing. Uh, yeah. Amazing. Oh, I can't wait to go back to that. You see, and that's, that, that's worship. That's, you know, that's mm -hmm. when God turns up because your heart is, you're leaving space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're leaving space for God. Yeah, and um, and that we and that's one of the challenges and lovely things I think that you're doing uh, in leading us in this area of devotion and prayer every morning, um, Laura. Is that uh, I love Jack when Jack said to me, "It's like our Christian. It's like our Christian equivalent of of the Muslim call to prayer, <laughs> seven in the morning." You know. People have got their people have got their little alarms set all around the place. All over. and I think you know. We were, I was I think Jack was saying at some point, could we not just have a kind of automatic alarm that just goes out? You know, and we send out a call to prayer to the community. <laughs> Somewhere, Laura is praying. Laura's <laughs> praying. Oh, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> you start doing the Gaelic, you know. <laughs> and you got to worry when Albert starts on the Gaelic. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, this is it's is leaving this space, mm-hmm. and that's what we've been talking about. Mm. This the importance of sanctuary first is that we want to passionate about people reading scripture, mm. passionate about people engaging with prayer, and that's why we ask the people our, our writers to write different styles of prayer. Some of them are very short. Some of them are poetic. Some of them take us into deep areas, but they're all different. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, it, it's one of the, the lovely things <clears throat> about um, Sanctuary First is that you are hearing from these different voices and we get these different styles. And I think my formative experience of Christianity was a bit of variety, you know. So the church I went to, the minister, um, uh, Neil was very... Um, keen on encouraging people's gifts and, and having different mm-hmm. people do things and and i think um there are real benefits to consistency and and to, to following things over time but i think we need to watch in our faith that we don't get complacent and we don't just yeah. fall on um you know our comfortable things you know we know what to expect we know what's going to happen next um and so i think our daily worship is a kind of handy way of um yeah encountering really different approaches and styles and um always like it when you know we have quite a short word count and always like it when somebody manages to like spin something out that's like 100 words 120 words and yet they've managed to say so much and i think it's kind of amazing how much really you can say when you give people that constraint you know um to focus and to think yeah do you know like you can say a lot in just a few words you really can um and the fact that we can then travel with that throughout the rest of the day um is really nice i'm just thinking about all this one of the things you were on the friday night review are doing is we're thinking back over the last year and a half in order that we might do something new as well so that we just don't keep on doing the same thing every friday night for adam and for item because uh, that's not how God works. And so we, we are going to be taking the month of July off for just a time of reflection and creativity. Well, we're not going away. It's actually first is not going away. There'll be lots of new things on, but these will be our kind of pilot ideas, don't you think? Yes. I already have an idea with Jimison and myself and maybe Campbell Dye but I'll tell you about that later because I need to talk to them about it first. <laughs> but, I mean, protect I think the innocent, that, Albert. Protect the innocent. <laughs> I've got to protect the innocent, yes. But, but already there are new things that we could be doing. But mm-hmm. things that you're excited about, is there anything that we know we've been talking about that's getting you excited about coming up in the summer? I've been hearing about Jim, that Jim's considering taking the Friday night, the Friday afternoon jam session on the road. I think, Have you heard I, think of that? I think Jim's been getting any gizmo and piece of kit going and uh, is tooling up the Ghostbusters van. And uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I think I don't know all the ins and outs, but I think there's some exciting plans to do more with the Friday Jam, which has just been amazing. I mean, it started, uh, I think, a pretty similar time to the weekly review. I can't remember if it was before I think or after, so. but pretty much the same kind of time. Um, and uh, that whole thing that's come out of you know the secret chord sessions and Jim and all the work that um, that he's done and the that kind of community that's forming you, know, you think of people like Ian Padgett and and all the rest of it um, and it's exciting to see where that will go 
Um, and one of the lovely things about Sanctuary First is that you don't always know everything that's happening because there's quite a lot that is happening. Um, and so to know that, oh, that's happening and oh, that's happening is cool. And I think, you know, we're going to, I think our approach over the summer is maybe to try and kind of do things a wee bit leaner, you know, take a rest from certain things um, because we have been going at full pelt for, for such a long time. Um, but as you say, Albert, we're not going anywhere. Um, and in fact, what we're hoping is that with the, a wee bit of space that we bring up is that we can get a wee bit kind of experimental and as you say a wee bit kind of you know get that back of the envelope going you know if you've got a wee mm. a wee night off or a wee sunday off you know in the team um and think well actually what what have i been wanting to do and certainly for myself i think there's lots of stuff with audio that i'm quite um, interested in you know i've really enjoyed working on the, the podcast series we've got three episodes of that um but i'm already starting to think but what would be next you know what would come mm after that you know a different whole different thing and bringing other people in and stuff so um so no it's going to be it's going to be fun we're going to have more more shorter things i think uh, and people yeah. are going to be enjoying the sun aren't they they're going to be absolutely. taking their app they're going to be taking us on I holiday know. with them absolutely. you'll never escape sanctuary first even if you want to <laughs> we'll, we'll be there <laughs> you know one of the things that i think jim is getting this van tooled up uh, because i think maybe when some month or something like that we could have a an outside event uh, with Sanctuary First Broadcasting Sunday Live from somewhere, you know. It, of course, all, all properly, we'll all follow all the rules and make sure that we're, we're you know, COVID compliant, if that's the word you use. But, uh, but I think that idea of just exploring different ways uh, to connect with people, uh, I think is going to be really exciting over the summer. Yes, I it's 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 a good time for you know to be creative and that's what i'm looking forward to is like just maybe getting a wee bit of time just to like like james knows i've said to him i've got a whole list a list that keeps getting bigger the things i want to write (laughs) oh and i'll do this and i'm gonna do that (laughs) you know and it is it's just getting like i really would like to just actually start a few of these kind of blogs and actually one-off pieces um and even like from like i, I had to uh, wrote the, the the daily worship for this coming week and even from that that sparked a few other ideas <laughs> that i wanted to further explore um so it's it'll be good actually just to be able to reflect take some time with the lord and be like right what, what, what's next lord would mm-hmm. you because this is i think the things things are things connect with people whenever we actually are prayerful about it you know we can have ideas and we can have oh i really want to do that really want to do it but it's about doing things in god's time and it's like well right lord what's what's what do you want us to focus on next what would you like me to do next um and see because it's then that you know you get the inspiration and i think then it's whenever it really connects to people's hearts as well Mm. so I'm looking forward to just a wee bit of time. Just Absolutely. Sorry. And you know what I'm looking forward to is trying to encourage more people out there, part of the community, to yes. share some of their ideas. Oh, and yes. if, if somebody makes a little video or somebody's doing something, you know, share it with us. Let's see it. Because, and I think I'm looking forward to this community page that's eventually going to come on the app, you know, because I think that's going to be an area where we can share a lot. But um, this week I've been encouraged to... I believe today, um, Peter Phillips and Premier Radio launched the Hybrid Church Charter, 
Oh, and yes, Pete, I've seen that. <clears throat> did you see that? And yes. Pete gave me a wee preview of that this week, you know, oh. and, um, you know, I think, I think that could, I, I mean, I think there's something we should, the Sanctuary First, really get behind mm. and uh, encourage Scott Shackleton and others in the Church of Scotland to see it as a, a charter that might help congregations as they begin to find a way through being a hybrid church. How do you keep the online stuff going when you've got your your, your stuff going in your um, you know your on-site in your in your in your building? I know because that's because I, I think that is <clears throat> so key actually for I think for churches to grow. Um, you know, in the next few years that we do, if, that we're able to, you know, really embrace this hybrid culture, you know, because people now can, now, people now have discovered that, well, church just isn't going on a Sunday, church is so many other things now, and I, I'm still worshipping if I'm if I'm tuning in on like a Tuesday night or a, you know, a Wednesday morning, and it's... You know, and like maybe actually having groups that are, well, some people are meeting online and, you know, some people are in person, but we're coming together because not everybody wants to come into the church building, but they still want to be part of the community. And for, for a whole variety of reasons, people's lifestyle might mean that they're unable to come in. So we have to have this openness to, to include as many people as possible. So we need to get the... The, we need to get the hybrid church charter up mm -hmm. on our site, uh, you know, because I think there's something there for people to look at and encourage congregations to to see that we can, where can we partner people in that? I mean, we've got our own commitment and community to share in Sanctuary First, but we also want to share our learnings and our fellowship with others as well, so that we're not, uh, you know, insulating ourselves. Um, talking about all this, We've not even talked yet about Jane's uh, contributions this week. As always, Jane has always got something really powerful to say oh, to us. Yes. Well, anything you would like to share this week from Jane's writings? Well, so so thanks to Jane for um, for writing this week, and um, as you say, Albert, it's a pleasure to have her um, writing for us again. And so the one that I was going to highlight was, uh, the importance of 15 seconds. Um, so let's check when did that come out? I think that was on Monday. Um, just looking at my notes here. Um, and that idea that it takes apparently 15 seconds for good news to take root in the brain and this idea that, you know, bad news just goes straight in doesn't it like you hear a whisper or something that could be you know like oh i don't know about that and bang it goes straight in whereas good news takes time and so she's kind of looking at the um uh, the psalm which is uh, psalm 9 and this idea of um coming to god you know coming to god with it um and and i think in um in their piece as well there's this sort of note of humility because i think it's actually first we like to be quite positive and we like to have quite a kind of hopeful outlook um and a lot of the time over the pandemic we've been trying to think well how can we move the conversation in a positive way in terms of society and how can we 
improve things and, and we do want to do that and we've got a heart for that but but jane's got a kind of you know a kind of a lower key message here about the idea of us having a bit of humility at the moment because we don't know what the end results of this time mm. will be and so we do we hope and pray that good things are going to come um, out of this difficulty and out of this terrible time but actually we don't even know what some of those good things will be um and there's a kind of humility to kind of understanding that um it's almost like in history you know if you pick any random epoch in, in in history you think if the only people that had known what was coming in the next five years and the next five months you know they'd have done things differently so so yeah just that sense of knowing that we're in the midst of this but that we travel with god um throughout so yeah that's um that was one of the pieces that stood out for me mm-hmm. what about you Laura? anything yeah, i think the one and i know it, it connected with me and i know it connected with um a lot of people that um that that you know read it um you know that was really thought provoking was why do bad things happen to good people the one that was um, <clears throat> about job um job um 38 and um it was a uh, you know you know why do things these bad things happen well that's life isn't it and you know, and if, if I can just read this, because I think this is really powerful. Um, uh, let me just see. Um, you know, so for many of us, the future may look bleak, uncertain, without security, as it did for Job. In response, are we tempted to reel against God? Do we get angry with him for allowing this to happen to us? God's answer to Job is instructive. Who are we to question the creator of the universe? The lesson of Job is that if God wishes to visit suffering upon us, he has the right. However, the lesson doesn't end there. Job asks, in our relationship with God, what matters most? Is it our human dignity or the recognition that God is supreme? What do we want to say to God? Do we want to cry out to him, berate him, beg him, plead with him, submit to him? He hears us. Do we recognise in spite of our feelings of heart, our sovereignty, his sovereignty? And as we question with Job, are our ears and our hearts open to hearing his response? Are we awake to his love, which does not abandon us to our fate? He walks with us through the shadowed valley. He too has walked a hard road. Jesus, God with us. And it's just like, I just... uh, I think Jane's work this week's just been so powerful. Yeah. And you're right that you're right that from experience. Mm -hmm. You know, and this is, you know, people say to me, how can people write all this? And it's because you can only write it when you've experienced it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that and that, you know, the kind of tenderness um, and the hope that's in there. And you know, she goes on in the prayer to talk about the idea that you know when evil strikes your heart breaks with ours you know so you know it like just because god can you know as such you know who are we to Mm -hmm. you know say what god should do or not do but we also know that god isn't going to just capriciously you know punish us and and, and just uh, be cruel to us because that's not who god is Mm -hmm. um and and i think it was a yeah kind of a fitting approach um to the book of job you know because in job itself there's a kind of dismissal of these platitudes that come out of being like well maybe you know the people come and they're like maybe it was this maybe it was that and it's like well, no actually part of the point of job is that there isn't 
an easy answer um and and that suffering is real and it's difficult and we're not sure always how to go through it but we're human and we can come to god you know who are we to come to god well we're god's children <laughs> and, and that's why we come to god with everything and we can't know all the ins and outs the side of eternity i don't think but um but it's okay to bring who we are to god because i actually think i'm going to keep a hold of this you know because this is a question that so many people ask you know so many people you know really struggle with and i just think actually james gave us this wonderful example you know i share this week you know in our in our honesty and a you know just it's a, such a gift you know and it's like this is something to share with, with with as many people as possible i think james this is one that's one that should go into the encourage me section of the site mm -hmm. so that it's there drawn out that people can see uh, when bad things happen to good people mm -hmm. um it, we've got to live through it yeah uh, and uh, and i think that's as we come around to the end of this uh, these times this is our you know our last podcast for the month of june and uh, we're going to take a break during july but we'll be back in august something equally hopefully exciting and encouraging but <laughs> we bring this to an end with god at the center and recognizing that there is pain in our lives, there's struggle in our lives. Yeah. But there is the God who walks with us and also wants the best for us. You know, and, and I quite like that idea, the best is still to come. You know, you know God's not finished with us yet. Oh, no. There's so much more for God to do in our lives and draw from us. Yeah. And uh, and part of that journey is those of you looking in and listening, we want you to be part of that journey with us in Sanctuary First as we journey together, creating a place to be where we can encounter the living God. Um, and I just think that's on the internet. Can that be possible? Yes, it can. Amen. 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 So listen. A huge thank you to everyone who has joined with us over the last year and a half on Sanctuary First Day Friday Night Review, all our different contributors and the, our, our colleagues, and uh, you know, especially Ian who's been with us a lot, and Jack has been with us a lot as well. Huge thank you also to Jim who's come in to play from time to time. All of these have just added so much to our, our evenings uh, together over the winter. And there'll be more, a lot more really exciting things to come. But for the moment, let's take a rest and be back again soon. But until next time, God bless and have a great weekend. And remember, there is Sunday Live, 3 p.m.